I'll show up. Beautiful. I'm drunk. You talk. Give me two. And everybody, here we are with uh, Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. Hello. 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 Oh. Oh. There we go. This is Extra Content. So what's Extra Content about, Sean? So Extra Content is, you know, there are a lot of things that we want to cover each week, yet we don't want to keep you around for three hours, three and a half hours. And also, I can't drink that many beers and <laughs> still talk at that point. So what we're going to do, uh, if we ever have any extra uh, movies that we want to see or people we want to talk to, we're going to make sure that we bring in um, our uh, analysts, people that we used to work with, and we're going to release this extra content um, much on our social media channels yep. just for those fans that really want to get a little Next bit level. more of the two drunk guys. Now, this is a perfect film for, for extra content, right? Because it's very topical at the moment. Yes. Can we can we just get something out of the way, all of us, if you, if you need to get it out of the way? Because I don't want to hear it. After about 10 seconds. What are you talking about? Mother! Mother! <laughs> Mother! <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm out. You got Tourette's, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have, we should mention who we have with us for this particular. Uh, yeah, look, I yeah. thought it would be uh, good to bring in what I, what I class as an expert uh, analyst, oh. movie analyst, and we have Shane on the line. Hello, Shane. Hello and uh, thank you. I don't think I'm that much of an expert, but I'm very happy you value my opinion. Thank you. <laughs> no, I thought this would be a good one to have you on because uh, this this movie is extremely polarizing, and uh, I thought that uh, it really is a, a movie um, connoisseur's movie. Maybe. <laughs> so anyway, I thought you might like to join us on this one and, and get your thoughts. And, you know, this film is very much open to interpretation. And uh, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to discussing that. Now, this will go in two parts. We're talking about Mother, the movie, and uh, this will go in two parts. The first part will be very spoiler-free and just get a general feel for the film. And then the second part will actually uh, go into uh, spoiler territory and um, we can really get into the to the nuts and bolts of the film and, and, and kind of talk about how we really feel and our real interpretation. So let me um, talk to the film a little bit, just for those who, uh, who don't know, it opened around um, the country last week and in the US uh, uh, last week as well. The movie's Mother, it's a... Um, doesn't have a capital M, but it has an exclamation mark at the end. Yes, which is why I had that outburst at the beginning, just in case you weren't aware. <laughs> uh, because hey, Sean, you don't have to explain yourself. The English language is important to us. Okay, <laughs> so it's kind of like it doesn't go mother. It was like mother. Sure. However you want to put an exclamation mark, I'm not going to... This film's directed by Darren Aronofsky, uh, who you'll know directed Requiem for a Dream, The Fountain. The Wrestler, I love The Wrestler. What was the first film that you were aware of, Darren Aronofsky, at the video store that we worked at? Well, I would have said Requiem, but I don't know whether I was at, or maybe Pi. Yeah, yeah. definitely Pi, yeah. because that was released, and I thought, why? <laughs> anyway, VHS. talk about that a little yeah, off topic, <laughs> all right. Uh, he also directed uh, the uh, big uh, studio film Noah, 
and recently Black Swan, which was uh, in my top three for that year. And Natalie Portman won her Academy Award. Yeah. So yeah, that was a great film. Yeah. Mother stars Jennifer Lawrence, and she plays Mother. Javier Bardem plays him. Ed Harris plays man. And Michelle Pfeiffer plays woman. Are you intrigued yet? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's their what billing. are you talking about? That's their billing. So, look, <laughs> the IMDb offers a soft synopsis, and here it is. A couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home, disrupting their tranquil experience. That's all the IMDb offers. Interesting. The movie has a $33 million budget. <laughs> that much? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, I think we know where uh, Sean is on this film show. So they spent thirty two mil on actors. Okay, yep, good. <laughs> oh wow, really? We might have a problem here, Shane. Anyway, um, look, thirty three million dollar budget. Uh, it opened at ten million in the US, uh, just under ten million, and it's currently tracking at seven hundred thousand in the uh, in Australia. Uh, the runtime is two hours and one minute. And for me, it's uh, this mm. would probably be the riskiest studio film to come out in years. Uh, Paramount is actually the studio. And as I, I mentioned before, it's by far the most polarizing film of the year. Yeah, I think um, 90% of the general public will probably either hate this film or just not care for it or not understand it. And 10% will probably think it's a, one of the better films Made this year and maybe of yeah. all time. Oh, I mean, it, it's unlike anything else that I've seen this year. And I, so I think, yeah, those 10% are going to thoroughly enjoy themselves. So how about um, how about we hand over to you, Shane, and you just give us a, a general overview on your thoughts and, um, you know, a non-spoiler um, feel for it. Sure. Uh, well, I think I'm in the minority, but the very first thing I immediately wanted to do when I, this movie finished, I saw it, was watch it again. I actually wanted to walk back into the cinema and watch the film over again. Now, That's how many films have you felt like that with, if you don't mind me asking? Well, the last time I actually did that was with Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, wow. For a 10 a.m. session, uh, I came straight out and I saw the 1 p.m. session wow. straight after. Okay. And I mean, in, in, in some ways, that is a pretty polarising film as well. Uh, this is something how I was processing it not just for hours but for days afterwards for obvious reasons. When you do see it, you will know what I mean. Uh, there was two ladies. There was only about six of us in the cinema when I did see it. There was two ladies that stayed till the end of the credits, as I always do, and they hated it. They were audibly saying how much they hated it. So but they I, stayed to the end of the credits, what? did, because they were telling each other the whole time during the end of the credits how much they hated. I could uh, hear them. They were hoping that the good part was about to start. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe there was something at the end of the credits that explained everything. <laughs> well, you know well, just briefly, I really, uh, I can't say, it would almost be irresponsible of me to say I liked it because as much as I, I was impressed by a lot of it, it's a hard movie to like. I was uncomfortable watching it. I've yes. seen it twi twice now, and it make, makes you uncomfortable both times. The acting from Jennifer Lawrence is nothing but superb. 
I think. And this director, Darren Aronofsky, he was saying some of his movies, Jay. Yeah. Uh, he, took, he took like Natalie Portman and Mickey Rourke to places they hadn't been before. Jennifer Connelly, Ellen Burstyn. So he does that with his actors. He 100%. Takes Except for Russell Crowe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, no, it wasn't that bad. It was all right. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I was impressed by a lot of it, but um, it, it, I'm still almost still processing it. It is just an incredible film with a lot. And I know I missed a lot in it. And the second time does help. Okay. So that sounds fairly positive. So we'll, we'll park that for a second. We'll move on to Sean and do a, a, a loose summary. Lo- oh, look, I'm going to be the quickest you could possibly imagine. <laughs> um, I thought the first half of the film was com- superb. Okay. Uh, there was nothing happening yet. Everything was happening. And you're questioning everything. Yeah. yeah, and the only way you can really understand what I'm saying, guys, is by actually seeing that film. And, you know, unfortunately, for something that you haven't wanted to see, put yourself through that first half of the film, uh, just for me, because the acting and how creepy it is and every, every close-up, that's it's so intense, and every sound, whether it be creaking floorboards or the way paint um, and that is mixed is creepy yeah. is almost disgusting in a way and you're waiting for something to happen at all times so for an hour you are edge of your seat yet nothing's happening so and i say that obviously there's a lot uh mentally happening yeah. but in terms of any action stuff like that you know that that first half is is very much on the same pace as a black swan I yeah. think. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, but where yeah. it differs is in the second half where it takes the turn like Black Swan did, but uh, the turn is far Well, I discussed this greater. with you before where I felt that um, commercial audiences are going to love the, the first half. And with Black Swan, even the turn was uh, still on the same line as where commercial audiences can handle, handle just that handle, turn. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the turn in this film drops off a cliff and again that's where we're going to stop in this half of the extra content in terms of what I'm going to say yep and I'll talk about the rest of what I want to say later (laughs) okay all right right. well my my thoughts are probably more similar to Shane Uh, so uh, I watched this in a theatre and and the sound is definitely a component I I like what you're saying there Sean Uh, it was definitely uh, a character in itself and um, look, yeah, the, the first half is very much a kind of Hitchcockian vibe, maybe M. Night throwing in there. I don't like to throw M. Night with Hitchcock, but hey. Yeah. Uh, but it has that feeling. And certainly uh, other Darren Aronofsky films. And um, Jennifer uh, Lawrence is outstanding in this movie. Now, if, even, if, even if it's a struggle to watch and you don't like the content, you need to watch it for her performance because he pushes her. And she's a great actress. She's already won two Academy Awards, right? So she commented about how she felt that she wasn't up to the task with Javier Bardem. Yeah, right. And, and well, that she felt sick and she had butterflies and all this sort of business. But well, she, she left, I mean, with respect to the other guys and the great cast, Michelle Pfeiffer, Ed Harris, Javier, she left them for dead. Like she, she was just amazing in this film. And uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Sean's, Sean's squirming <laughs> in his chair. 
I don't want to hear. Anyway, but that, that's an acting thing. I'm not talking about story or anything like that. That's acting. So yeah, the first half is very much uh, very intriguing, and the second half does take that dark turn or turn. Uh, and I went with it. I just went with it. I, I kind of knew what this could be a thing, but I, I never ha- knew how far it would go. And how far it went, which we'll talk about in the spoilers, was further than what I actually even anticipated. And that's a lot for me to say that. Now, I watch a lot of films, as we know, we've talked about, and I love my popcorn. I just gave Kingsman a great review earlier. But I need films to have impact and this certainly has impact on me. And like uh, Shane, I've been thinking about it for days later. Now, having said that, I appreciate 91% of every other human on this planet going, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Can and I just I'm ask okay quickly, I mean, you know, you, you say you, you thought about it days later. If I broke my leg today, I'd probably be thinking about that days later as well. So you're saying that's unpleasant? Well, I'm just saying, like, there are many things that you think about days later. It's not always a good thing. Well, I think Shane hit it on the head when he said, you know, um, the whole like factor. I agree with you, Shane. It's hard to say or recommend that. Well, I can't recommend this film. I will, I will not recommend the film. But it's hard to even say I like it. It's not a like. It's not a like thing. It's like a broken leg. <laughs> it's not a pleasant thing. But, it, but it's, it's either genius to you or garbage. Yeah, good. Uh, you know what? Um, unless, Shane, you've got anything to say on the non-spoiler side, do you have anything there? I did want to just agree that uh, Jennifer Lawrence acts, she always has acted beyond her years. Like, yeah. even she started coming into the, um, pro, getting a profile when she was still a teenager and she grew into a mature woman, but she was playing roles much beyond her years for a long time. This one even goes beyond that. She's fantastic, and uh, yeah, that's all, all I'll say, but she really is. And some of the other cast members, and I guess we'll talk about them too, but Jennifer Lawrence stands head and shoulders. Some of the things that she has to do in this film, and uh, use her eyes and just her body language for is, is unbelievable. Yeah, and you know what? I don't disagree with that. As much as I feel about the film. All right, everybody, that was part of our review on Mother But See that your own risk, I guess, is a summary there. Oh, yeah. Stay yeah. tuned. We are, uh, we're about to head into uh, unknown territory. Right now, this is where the alarm goes off for yeah. our spoiler alert. Yep. Now, if you had like an audio mixing board, you could press that alarm. Oh, I'm going to We're going to have to go with... And just so everybody doesn't doesn't have to listen to that, I'm going to add one in. (laughs) We can talk about anything and everything from this film. There's no holds barred. So if you haven't seen the film, you probably don't want to listen on or go find this extra content. But if you have seen the film and want to know our opinion, well, our interpretation, and we're going to be warts and all, let's go. This is it. All right. Uh, I'm going to open this up to... uh... So we want five seconds of silence just to make sure that we don't say anything? Yeah, sure. Okay. It's one, two, three, four, and five. I think we're in spoiler territory. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's dead. Everyone dies. (laughs) We're done. done. Okay, bye. (laughs) And, yeah, it was a really sad note. Okay, so how do we want to start this? Maybe I'll go around again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so Shane... 
you go first, mate, and you just give us uh, now maybe your uh, certainly your spoiler review and your interpretation, <laughs> if you have any thoughts on the film itself. Okay, so uh, it is not I nothing. Year, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're aliens. That's it. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Uh, it, like I said, I was still processing it the first time I saw it. All I wanted to do was see it again. That helped. Uh, I got a lot more in the second time, but the religious aspect, there's a lot of religious stuff in it, and I uh, am not an overly religious person, but it, apparently that is part all like uh, screwing into the screenplay. Uh, with Ed Harris arriving at the door, I just thought it was uh, it was random. But then you soon find out it's not. Then we give in clues like what is going on in that first hour. You were saying in the non-spoiler part of it, Sean, how in that first hour uh, you you really liked. But is, does that mean that you understood what was going on when she was putting her ear to the wall? And it was almost like the Money Pit, a horror version of the Money Pit. <laughs> I think it was you know, just it was the, the the questions that it was asking, with yeah. the type of um, intense uh, just thriller part of it. That that's what I enjoyed. Okay. Can, can yeah. I can I preface this whole conversation with two things? There's two ways to look at this film. One is literal, and one is yeah. metaphorically right. So it feels like Shane, you're talking about what you see on screen, uh, what you literally see on screen. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. And you, the audience isn't given um, the opportunity at times to to really know exactly what's going on. It's it's made with a purpose of confusing you. Yes, I I think uh, that that said, I I did not see anything coming um, before it happened. You know, I, I just one thing after another kept on happening. And it had me intrigued for that whole two hours and one minute. So I couldn't take my eyes off the screen as much as I was. It was making me feel awkward and uncomfortable, especially concerning babies. Oh, I would no. not say any mother out there who's pregnant or just had a baby or about to have a baby. Do not watch go, this film. This movie. You should not see it at all. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about mothers, but fathers, because there there was that intense scene of the baby being ripped apart <clears throat> that uh, I, I I myself was like, no, no, I can't. I've got young young boys, and I I couldn't handle that. Yeah. It was too much. It was it was very graphic. It was it yeah. was hard to watch. It was. I, I like what you said before, Shane. That that you you know. Like we've talked about a lot, we've seen a lot of films, the three of us combined, and, you know, we can pretty much stay ahead of the, the beat and, you know, predict most things. But um, this film, yeah, at every turn had you guessing and surprised with where you had no idea where this guy was taking this film. No. No, not at all. And that, that, I mean, I, I really, again, I don't want to say I like the film, but I really responded to it, and I think it is a you know, a really well-made and uh, an interesting film. But it is also, when, like Sean was saying, mothers and fathers, parents in general shouldn't be watching this movie. But I have heard that um, Rosemary's Baby, the late 60s Roman Polanski film, was a bit of an inspiration for Darren Aronofsky, part of the storyline of this. And I can see certain similarities, but I think because of our generation, this one really does pushes what... 
decorum you might have had going into the theatre, you come out feeling flat and really like worn out watching this. And you, you I know, felt like I was smacked in the face. It's not a movie you're going to watch for entertainment, but uh, it is. It's it's a really good film when it comes to production and, and other things, but the content of it, no wonder I'm not surprised it hasn't done very well. Um, I do get why. Okay. Um, so, well, Sean, we'll just get your kind of spoiler yeah. summary as just, well. I think what I'll start with is I'm going to go through the multiple theories I had just okay. very quickly. Yeah, sure. Right, I'll just give them to you. You know, you can comment at the end, I think. Right. So at first I'm like, oh, like this is a, a chronological, by the way. So, yep. oh, this is an intense film about writer's block. <laughs> yep. That's where I started. Yep. Uh, and then, oh, she needs help. That's just my feeling. <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, the house is alive. Is it? Is the house her child? Uh, oh, no, no, no. She is the house. Next page. <laughs> <laughs> is it about fame? Hang on. If, if anyone's listening to this and they haven't seen the film and they just feel like they just want Get to listen, off. they'll be sitting there going, what the hell are they talking about? Uh, so, yeah, That's here funny. we are. It's funny you should say that, Sean, because the first thing I said uh, the second time I saw it was, she's the house. Yeah. She's the house. I yelled it out. <laughs> <laughs> to, to the two other women in your cinema. <laughs> Well, no, there was no one in the cinema the uh, second time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so then I thought, oh, is this about fame? Like, is this sort of, you know, some sort of juxtaposition to, to fame? Um, or is this her hell? Right. All right, we're heading into the second half of the film here, right, with the fame and the hell. Is this her personal hell? And then, oh, no, 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 that's okay. I get it. She went off her meds. She poured them down the toilet. She went off her meds, and now we're in. Right. You're talking about the li- yellow liquid. Yeah, that has that little <laughs> sort of electricity flash, yeah, electricity yeah. through it. So she fucked up. She went off her meds. Looks like uh, my piss after a big night. And then, do, do you know where I ended up? Oh god, thanks. And do you know where I ended up? It was religion. So I knew nothing about this film going into it. Yeah. And I ended up at. Religion. I actually, I had some other things I didn't write down, which was like Waco and yeah. Um, hey, I went straight to Waco, right? And 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 having someone follow you, uh, you know, I watched Kevin Bacon, um, the following, yeah, right. And it's all about yeah, people, the cult. Yeah, 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 cults and lots of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I went straight there. But in the end, my biggest, I guess, overall feeling was, uh, oh, this is this is actually looking at religion and from the birth of religion and the way it is today. Yeah. That, that's my overall feeling. But then I came um, with little things like, um, you know, maybe this film is just like the, the third in a writer's trilogy. Misery being the first film <laughs> of a writer's tri- trilogy. <laughs> you had to go back to Misery. <laughs> You're always going to bring back to Ghost Rider. Secret or... Window being the sec- <laughs> second in that Misery. Uh, in, in that Misery. I've had five beers. Five beers. <laughs> to wrap up the trilogy. Is so now, yeah. Mother. But why, why are all writers' films creepy? Why can't we have a... Ha- can you name a happy writer's film? I'm sure there has to be one. Can you name off the top of your head, on the spot, a happy writer's film. Uh, Ruby 
Ruby Sparks ends up happy, but there is a <laughs> bit of sadness in it. Is that like a Disney thing? No, is that no, where... no, it was independent. I think four people saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll turn it up, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? When when you're watching uh, Mother, though, it's almost like the, the opening scene is telling you what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. That opening scene. So the minute that you see so a, a woman burning that isn't Jennifer Lawrence, the house re, uh, reinvigorating itself, and then he, um, Javier Bardem's character putting the egg, you know, shape thing back on the shelf. That was great. That's almost like telling you what the movie is at the start before we get through everything else. But, but I mean, most of these types of films do that, right? Uh, and and look, as I said, I I actually enjoyed that part at the end. Crushing the heart, bringing out the thing. Oh, we're starting this thing again. Uh, I just, oh, man. Okay, so the last thing, the last thing I'm going to say about this film before you guys can just have your way uh, with me, um, because you already know that I feel it's it's two halves. I I feel it's it's Academy Award winning, and then it's just like ludicrous Z grade zombie filler um, for the second half. First half, uh, my main point. <laughs> Is I knew it was weird when, and you guys remember this, try and think back to, to exactly this moment. But Javier Bardem has gone for a little pee from the kitchen, I guess. The house is brilliant, by the way. I should mention that. The house is just amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. But he's gone for a wee while she's trying to ask him questions. And he's not answering the questions until he gets to the toilet. And then to answer the question... He is still going to the toilet because you can hear the audio and he leans back yeah. and looks over at her and answers the question. Yet the stream stays at the exact same spot in the toilet because of the audio and from that point I knew that everything was going to be fucked up in this film because who can bend under the limbo bar <laughs> and still keep their stream in the middle of the toilet? Well, I mean, I hear that Javier's Bardem is as big as John's ham and and yeah, and Liam ne- Liam's Neeson and Michael's Fassbender. So, well, here's what I think of the film, Shane. <laughs> I'm a bit, um, I don't know, intrigued by how you know the size of all those famous actors. Oh, it's you know everyone knows that. It's just Google it. Actually, don't Google it. Not, not not safe for work. Yeah, yeah, common knowledge. Um, so, look, I, I actually, uh, to your point too, Shane, I, I didn't like this film, but I really respected uh, Darren Ar- Aronofsky's um, directing, I guess, and what he was trying to do. And uh, I thought the performances were great. It challenged me uh, time and time again. And like yourself, I'm actually not religious. And um, there is a massive uh, religious overtone in this film, um, or actually the whole thing's a religious message, which we'll talk about in a sec. But yeah, and it's um yeah, I, I actually I loved it. I, I, it's going to stay with me for the whole year, yeah, for a long time. And I know that this film will be at the pointy end of my top five. But that, look, that's just me. I loved Black Swan. I love Mother. It just takes takes it that little bit further, I guess. Yeah, there was there's parts in this that you uh, you look at that's happening in the background, and what kind of confused me is when the first lot of crowd started coming into the house yeah and they all knew where everything was 
And when she says she's saying stuff like "get out," this is at my house, and they'd like look at her and go, "Oh yeah, right, your house." And none of that made any sense to me until the second viewing, where they it's it's a take on fame, like Sean said, mixed mixed with religion, and uh, you, you're looking at it through a mother's point of view, but his mother the house. His mother, uh, Mother Nature, which has been reported in interviews, so that's that's come out and said that the, in the bare feet thing. I always thought, well, that's got to be significant. They constantly show you her in bare feet and looking at her own body in that in different parts, listening to the walls, the heartbeats, the Ed Harris having a cut in his back. <coughs> well, then something in the toilet later on. In the- <laughs> So, um, I think uh, Paramount went into a bit of a damage damage control because of the uh, box office results on this film in the first couple of days. What did they and the, the cinema score. What was did like, they expect, honestly? Sure. And the cinema score was you know F, and people were just not getting it and or nor enjoying it. So they had uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Darren Aronofsky go on the record to actually explain what this film is. Did they? Yeah. Tell me. So everything. for me, yeah, for me it was like a, I, I guess an attempt at, you know, for Paramount to kind of uh, do a make good to, to say, hey, okay, so obviously you guys, not many people got it, what we're trying to do, and therefore this is what it is and, you know, go and enjoy the film or whatever. You know? the, the thing is their explanation could make me love it or possibly just leave it behind. My, my literal interpretation was similar to yours, Sean, in the fact that I thought it was like a cult leader. You know, it was very much a, a Waco massacre um, re, um, replication. With like a supernatural, I guess. Yeah, with a supernatural. It. Maybe he was an angel or something like that, right? But um, are we ready to talk about what it's really about through the eyes of the director? I am. What about you, Shane? Yeah, of course. No, this is interesting because I'd still think it's a up. He might have given a bit of an explanation, but it, isn't it still in, t- interpreted by the viewer? Because he still wants that. That that's yeah. still there, but but it was pretty black and white. <laughs> but it, okay, so here we here we are crossing with an auteur to commercial world. And that's yeah. the problem, right? Like yes. he probably is not wanting to explain anything that was in his mind. He would love to have not said anything, absolutely. But they've it's turned art. around and said basically, like if you want to make <laughs> films with us again and get yeah. money, then you need to explain yourself. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah, look, that, that, yeah. anyway, look. So it's on record. What I'm about to say is on record from Jen and Darren, yeah? Let's do it. Okay. So Darren Aronofsky made this film. His inspiration was out of the frustration of what we, the human race, are doing to our earth, right? That's, that's what was born. And he wrote this script in five days. Yeah. Right? Just right. went blah. It just, it just poured out of him. Yeah. I mean, that's easy to see. Yeah. Sure. So <laughs> here it is, guys. Here it is. So this film is one giant metaphor. Yeah. Right? And obviously it's uh, biblical overtones and it's all from the Old Testament, right? So here it is. The house is earth. Right. Right? Got that? And, and you touched on that before, um, Shane. Uh, Jennifer uh, Lawrence is yeah. mother. Yeah. And she is mother nature. Right? Right. So she's, she's water, trees. Yeah, you, you know what? Yeah, you yeah. said enough. Like, I, that's it. 
Hang on, let me go through it. Why couldn't they just make the happening with Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> uh, what? Uh, Javier Bardem is him. No. <laughs> Javier Bardem is him, and that's God or a God. It's yeah, not the God, but a God. Um, Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer are Adam and Eve, so they're the first human beings. Um, and you know, uh, you know Brian and Dom uh, Dom Gleason who. They, yeah, they're actual so real they're, brothers. So they're the um, Cable and Cable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was saying the religious overtones were coming. Yeah, Him's yeah. Him's office, which is God's or Javier Bardem's office, was the Garden of Eden. Uh, yeah. Eden, sorry, Garden yeah. of Eden. And the crystal that's on in the was Garden the of Eden is a forbidden fruit. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so the baby um, is JC, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. That that's where I that's where I went. Oh, that's religion. As soon as yeah. I had the baby. And the like, sacrifice, oh, the... the baby, because yeah. that's the uh, the body and blood of Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? The destruction of the house is a destruction of the planet at yeah. the end. And eventually the human race dies out, which is everyone there. And then God rebuilds and starts again. And great. I'm so glad that he got this opportunity to have a wank into film. Honestly, like I don't want to use that word, but oh my god, like that makes it worse for me because I prefer you to go out and make inconvenient truth one and two, to help us along with what we need to do in this earth. Otherwise, go and make a film that I can enjoy. Sure. Overall, like commercially, if you have to, I guess or if do people Black are Swan talking too. about it, if, you, if people are talking about it, that's a good thing. But I think maybe the way we're talking about it is not the way he maybe intended. You know. He wanted us to be talking about it, discover it, and maybe think, yeah, well, he's got a point. But as you said, 10% of people are maybe yes, going to see this, and who's yeah. going to see this? Like, you know, Inconvenient Truth, at least people on DVD, when it eventually gets there, they're going to watch it, and, you know, again, they probably won't do anything about it. But at least they'll watch it and be a little bit more informed. So what do you think, Shane, after hearing that? What are your feelings on um, that? Well, if you're saying Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer are Adam and Eve, yeah. does that mean that thing in the toilet is Adam's rib or something? Yeah, so that's that's how he makes Eve. If he, if the movie, they, uh, J, uh, God pulls a rib out of Adam. She turns up the next and day. And she turns up the next day, which she, he's made Eve out of the rib, yeah. Okay. And when Jennifer Lawrence's character mother listens to the wall and she's downstairs and there's the fire burning and it's like almost talking to her, is that the the earth talking back to her? Yeah, it's mother nature and the earth and and um, you know, feeling that things are either uh and good little, or not good. Yeah. Little earthquakes, I guess. Yeah. That little shake in the house. Yeah, and then, and then, then all the disciples come in and start fucking up the earth, you know? And maybe where Cain and Abel had that little uh, problem with the, the door handle, um, that the, the bleeding into the thing is that you can patch up yeah. what you're doing, but the bleeding is going to come back. Yeah. Fine. Like, I could, you could write a thesis about this sort of stuff, you, you know could. what I mean? But you know, you know the, what are to, we talking about here? It's a film. Yeah. You know the two followers who were jumping up and down on the uh, sink, or the you know they continually jumped on the sink and they were busting the table and because yeah, there were no supports. And Jennifer's like, "Stop that! Stop that!" Braced, you know, yeah. she's basically saying, "Stop fucking the earth up." And then they they end up breaking it, and then the house floods. It's the great flood, right? <laughs> Oh, so that's okay. So all these religious aspects, I um, it took it took me a while, but that was one that I didn't pick up on, but yeah. it kind of. Makes sense, and when she blew up 
the house at the end when she burnt herself and everything else to the ground um, before Javier Bardem's character or the godlike character carries her and he that's when she says, who are you? Is that, does, does she like, uh, she's taking control in of the earth to basically scorch it down? Yeah, yeah, so it's exactly what we're doing now we're fucking up the earth. This is Darren's, you know, thoughts on it. We're fucking up the earth, the earth with all the pollution, yeah. blah, 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 and then Mother Nature just does its thing with earthquakes and, you know, floods and whatever else and yeah. well. restores the earth. And we've actually, I was re- reading something on it and this is the sixth time uh, in our history of the planet that it's been completely restarted, you know. Oh, sorry, we're coming into potentially the Well, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. So so basically this is like the Ice Age coming over from yeah. the dinosaurs and now yeah. we're about to come in as humans. Yeah, and of course, um, we are... I mean, we're intended one day that we were going to die. Of course. And something yeah. else will come up in, in our place. Yeah. Fine. Well, Darren Aronofsky, uh, <laughs> he's turned commercial cinema basically on its head because studios are now going to think twice because I'm sure Paramount thought, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, this will make money, you know, it's a bit edgy. Were they even on set looking at what was getting filmed or watching dailies because there must have been alarm bells. Who would have thought, you know, I, I think it was a good movie and critics, well, when I say good, you know, we've already talked about that, but what audiences are going to flock to this movie to make it a box office success? Who thought it was going to... Well, I think, I think they were counting on the word of mouth. I think they were counting on the word of mouth to promote this yeah. film and it just went in a negative light rather than a positive light. And I think they weren't anticipating that. I mean, and, and this is F score thing. I mean, no, not the general, I would say, movie guy wouldn't even understand where that came from. There's, there's Adam Sandler movies worse than this. <laughs> <laughs> there. there are... The Brown Bunny is another one that is worse than this, but that got a commercial release. Chloe Savigny is an amazing actress, especially (laughs) when she's, uh, yeah, doing her bit. (laughs) She's in uh, American Horror Story. Now, wrapping this up, uh, we want to just get our uh, last review and how you would recommend to watch it. Yeah, so uh, Sean, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, I'm going to say that... With this film, if you are if you okay, listening, to, okay, only listening to this. So people listening to this, if you believe that you could be in that ten percent, then fine, go Blu-ray DVD. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to go to cinema to see this. Just go Blu-ray DVD. If you feel that you're uh, in the ninety percent because you, you know you enjoy your commercial films, uh, then you know just honestly. Oh, weights in transit, maybe. Oh, yeah, probably. Or free in wear. transit. No, I, I'll go. I'll go in transit because I think it could be uh, worthwhile in transit. Okay, Shane, what's your summary, mate? Well, I think cinemas should have maybe given people a warning before they bought a ticket. The few that did, and then give them a thirty-minute <laughs> money, like a thirty-minute money-back guarantee. <laughs> Imagine that, that. That would drive the crowd. You know, you would get a, a 60, 40% then of the crowd that actually were intrigued by that, go see the movie, a lot would leave, but others would stay. At least that would get them in. I say see it at the movies. It's in, it's filmed in widescreen. It's got some pretty amazing special effects, and that's where the $33 million went because I know that the actors that appeared in it would have had pay cuts. Oh, 100%. 
Yeah. So that's why. You know, they want to, a lot of actors want to work with certain directors. They would have taken pay cuts to be in this film. So the $33 million, uh, for these really out, obscure, out there special effects, I say see it at the movies. Not that it's going to be on for much longer anyway. So catch it on DVD. I think it's an amazing film, but also it needs a warning and it's not for everyone. I totally get that. I, I tend to agree with you, um, Shane. So for, for me, it's, you know, you know what you're in for. You should know that this is from the director of Requiem for a Dream and uh, Black Swan. But then take that another, you know, tenfold. Uh, and he really pushes the, uh, you know, the comfortability of watching this film. And, and I think, uh, look, I love this film. Uh, I think I really love when I'm challenged. I was certainly challenged when I watched this film. And you know, I'm not a religious person, but I get what he was trying to do, and I appreciate that. I respect the film. But yep. I think I'm in the 10% because I do see a lot of films. So for the general public, I would probably say be careful of this film uh, and maybe watch it, maybe home entertainment or you know even um, in transit. Uh, but for me and the 10% who see a lot of films and like to be challenged, know what you're in for and go to the movies while it's still on. That's really good. Uh, great reviews, guys. I really enjoyed this segment. This is the first time we've done like a really good extra meaty, content. Yeah, meaty, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. Well, it's a great film to do that. Yeah, so yeah, polarizing. definitely. Mother, it's polarizing. Mother! Uh, one more time. <laughs> Sorry, I promised I wouldn't do it, but I had to do it. Uh uh, Shane, thank you so much for joining us for this segment. Yeah, thanks, mate. We really appreciate it. Always a pleasure, and I look forward to the next time, guys. Thanks. And we'll Excellent. see you. We'll see you on the uh, Gold Coast in a couple of weeks. We'll have a we'll have a beer and watch watch some films. <laughs> uh, All right, then. Thanks again for having me. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like the show, why don't you head on down to Facebook or Instagram and look up Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. You'll find us there. We're going to be throwing out some extra content. Or if you just want to have a general chat, write to us to let us know how you feel about the show or any suggestions. Why don't you email us at twodrunkguysofftopic at gmail.com. Oh, look at that. Emails already. And so as not to forget, Facebook, Instagram, Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. See you next week.